This is a fashion-conscious copycat society we have right now. Hopefully there's not a bunch of people walking the streets in Minshew jockstraps, although I imagine Gardner could have a signature line and laugh all the way to the bank with it. I think the aviators and headbands are good. And then as far as the mustache, he's just great at carrying a mustache because, you know, you know as well as I do, there are mustaches everywhere, but his is the one that counted. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. That is the inimitable Washington State head football coach Mike Leach. He's been a guest on our show many times. He recently promised to return here to the David Glenn Show airwaves in the near future. We'll talk college football with him, of course. But one of his more famous recent protégés is that Gardner Minshew guy. As we come to Jerry on college sports, Joe on the NHL, Kevin wants in on football. We love the variety. It's free for all Friday. Four days a week you follow our lead. Not as much time for calls. The lines can be busy, I know, since we went statewide and syndicated long ago. One day a week, more time for your calls, your questions, your comments. It can be a complaint or maybe something that's just been burning a hole in your sports soul for a long time. A lot of times, Monday through Thursday, the lines are jammed. Maybe you can follow up on a topic from earlier this week or something that on the weekend that awaits us at 1-800-849-2761. Minshew Mania is descending upon Charlotte as we speak. Duke and Carolina have intriguing football games. Auburn and Florida are playing in the biggest national college football matchup of the weekend. And speaking of Jaguars-Panthers, as we come back to your calls, 1-800-849-2761. Remember that both the Jags and the Panthers started this season 0-2. Both have rebounded to get to 2-2 two and two on the strength, in part, of little-known backup quarterbacks who are now doing interesting, at the very least, things. Kyle Allen, 23 years old, is now 3-0 and as an NFL starter. Again, nobody since Kurt Warner has won his first four NFL starts. We'll see if Kyle Allen can accomplish that Sunday against Jacksonville. Gardner Minshew is the subject of those Mike Leach comments. He took the former ECU quarterback who really didn't do a lot for the Pirates in the Scotty Montgomery era and turned him into a superstar. He was only a sixth-round NFL draft pick, but Gardner Minshew has rejuvenated the 0-2, now 2-2 Jaguars, and he does have that highest quarterback rating of any rookie quarterback through his first four games in the Super Bowl era. Gardner Minshew doesn't quite have his own clothing line yet, but they're making references to things like Lynn Sanity, remember when Jerry Lynn in, Jeremy Lynn in New York was the NBA sensation that sent people off their rocking chairs and into outer space? It was incredible. There's a nice piece at ESPN.com today trying to measure Minshew mania compared to, you know, Tebow time and Tebowing. They used the Johnny football comparison for when Johnny Manziel took off at Texas A&M. The Sister Jean March Madness college basketball phenomenon. And they do dive into Lynn Sanity and Monet Davis and Ronda Rousey and some other things. Showtime Otani from the baseball world among those. Minshew mania in Charlotte on Sunday. Leonard Fournette, to me, the Jaguars star running back, is the bigger threat. But Minshew certainly has earned the Jags some style points while solidifying quarterback in the aftermath of Nick Foles' injury. 1-800-849-2761. Let's go to Jerry in Winston-Salem who wants to follow up on the NCAA versus the state of California. The system hasn't changed yet. 
You still have to be an amateur to be eligible for college athletics. But change is coming at some point in the next several years. We're just not sure exactly what form that change is going to take. Jerry, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Well, I'll start off by saying, DG, I usually agree with you 100%, but Wednesday I was driving back from the beach. You had an off day, and you had two major strikeouts Uh on Uh Wednesday. What did I do? One, you talked about the rules of evidence when the NFL suspended a guy for multiple bad hits. Right. You were right about that, but think about your driver license. You could have a violation that was one point. You wouldn't lose your license. But you get 12 one-point violations. It's not the last one that makes you lose your license. It's the fact you have 12 one-point violation that is correct i'm not sure what that has to do with the rules of evidence but yes the way i agree with how you just laid it out so maybe we agree more than you think okay now on the other deal is that you talked about the schools that have small budgets if we'll say the jersey money goes to the star player now those small schools have even smaller budgets so if they do 100 scholarships for football and men's basketball, to have 100 scholarships for women's sports, they're probably going to have to eliminate all other men's sports. And well, the other well no, keep, keep in mind, keep you, it, no, keep in mind, gender equity is real. Title IX is real. That is federal legislation that forces universities with athletic programs to do things a certain way. Uh, between men's sports and women's sports, but third-party money, the, the law requires you, the university, to treat those athletes a certain way. When you allow third-party money, that is not distorting that balance. The university is just saying, hey, here's my women's sports, here's my men's sports. That third-party money has nothing to do with me. You know, th- that's Billy Bob's tractors paying them. That's Nike and Adidas paying my star quarterback. That doesn't throw my balance out of whack. Because gender equity applies to how the university treats those athletes, not how, you know, Billy Bob's tractors. If, if you, Jerry, and Winston-Salem wanted to pay, whatever, a Wake Forest athlete to represent your company, that is not kind of billed to Wake Forest. That doesn't change Wake Forest's balance of how they're treating their men's program versus their women's programs. So... Uh, there may be indirect repercussions that you're talking about. I mean, w- one thing, ADs, and, and you can keep going if I'm getting your point wrong, but, but it, it, your example is not throwing gender equity out of whack. What athletic directors worry about is what if Jerry were a big booster? And I've got Darren on the other side of the glass. Jilly is here. Will is here. All three of them are just billionaires. You guys are all just loaded. Don't you love my hypothetical? Always. Usually, I'll say ninety-nine percent of the time, I like your hypothetical. And in, in the, <laughs> yeah, I occasionally paint <laughs> you as the evil genius, don't I? What if you just had a moment of clarity, and after my mythical university here at the David Glenn Show, we call Podunk State University, just for fun. After years of being my three biggest donors, I mean, Darren, the the Sullivan Steakhouse meals that I take you out for regularly while romancing you as one of my biggest boosters are off the charts, right? I mean, but you give me many more millions than whatever I pay in the form of whining and dining you and Will and Jilly as my three biggest boosters at Podunk State University, right? Athletic directors wonder, what if the three of you, under a new system, again, 
It's still a model of amateurism, but something's going to change. What if the three of you decided to say, you know what? Instead of just donating our whatever every year as boosters at Podunk State University, I'm going to cut in half the check that I write to DG's Podunk State Booster Club president, and I'm going to use the other half to just start spreading money among athletes at my favorite university. And I'm going to pay them to whatever. I don't know what your companies are, but Jilly has her company. Will has his. You have yours. And, and you're, you're kind of given the same amount of money in support of a school that you love, but you've decided that the better, smarter route is just, you know, get the star quarterback to, to be a spokesperson for your or a billboard representative. There, and you can write these rules, by the way, in a way – and this is already under discussion, star quarterback that you want on your billboard is not allowed to wear his or her Podunk State University jersey while on your billboard. So there's already lines being drawn, and the system hasn't even changed yet. But that does make athletic directors nervous because most powerful people are control freaks, and if they see giving to them directly going down, even if – some of that other money is still kind of indirectly helping them. What are most athletic directors going to say to you? Would you rather have the million-dollar-a-year check or would you rather have the $500,000 check where you just get to sprinkle the other five hundred grand on whatever? You could, do it, you could sprinkle it among 5,000 different athletes. You could go backup quarterback if you want. You can go women's lacrosse team if you want, whatever. Maybe that's a pet program of yours. You're friends with the coach and – because of your big octopus-like company, Darren, man, those women's lacrosse players are going to be riding high. Road trips, they're going to be the best-dressed women's lacrosse program in the country because your big business decided that was a smarter way to sprinkle your money in support of Podunk State University. For the record, our women's lacrosse team at Podunk State is, I think, undefeated virtually every year. Jerry, uh, do you have any lingering questions after that chaos? Yeah, yeah the other thing is, Playing playing college sports is a voluntary activity, but once you want to, and you don't have to play college sports. A lot of guys now, they're not playing one and done in college. They're going to Australia and getting paid a million dollars to play professional basketball. Then you're coming back and playing the NBA. Have you been around long enough to know about a guy like Kurt Flood in baseball, the guy who helped free agency come to Major League Baseball? but once you join the Army, voluntarily you join the Army or the Marines, once you join, you have to follow their rules. Yeah, but, but, but why not hold them to that commitment while trying to make the rules as smart as possible? In other words, oh, you signed up, so if all the rules are unfair, just tough. Kurt Flood was, in, was a professional baseball player. And under the rules of the day, like, I mean, anybody who likes authoritarianism, you know, just where the the king gets to make all the rules, right, or the super being, whatever he or she is called. In Back then, professional athletes had so few rights that their rights were held by the teams that signed them out of whatever, high school or college, draft sometimes, and, and free agency was not really a thing. Under your logic, Jerry, because they voluntarily entered professional baseball under a system that gave the owners all of the power and the overwhelming majority of the money, and these players had almost no freedom of choice. 
under your logic, that system never would have changed. We just would have said, well, you guys, you knew what you were getting yourself into when you became a professional baseball player. Wouldn't you agree that the balance of power is better now where owners have power, but also players can decide for whom they want to work and at what rate, et cetera? I mean, th- th- those with the power don't always make the fairest rules. I believe... The history of the world has reminded us of that. I mean, seriously, would you have told meat packers of the early 20th century? You know, you didn't have to be a meat packer just because you keep losing your fingers in the caveman style machinery where they don't have enough safety equipment. And then back then, uh, there was no such thing as workers' compensation. Oh, you lost your hand? Oh, you, you can no longer work at the meat factory? Oh, I'm sorry. You're fired. <laughs> oh, it was our equipment that caused the accident. Back then, what would you say? What would you say to the meatpacker? Hey, you didn't have to become a meatpacker. I mean, let's just leave all the rules the way they are in the meatpacking industry. People are losing limbs left and right. There's children starving in the streets because they lose their jobs. Oh, but let's not question power, Darren. Let's not question all the all those people who own the meatpacking industry plants. Oh, they've been really filling my pockets for my reelection campaign. I don't want to create any rules like, you know, how about a little safety equipment? Or how about if somebody legitimately gets injured on the job, how about we have a plan for that? Rather than next robot up, ne- next human piece of sausage up that I can manipulate and exploit at my unsafe meatpacking plant so that I can fire you when you lose your limb because there's always going to be another piece of human sausage ready to work at my plant. I mean, (laughs) those with the power rarely come up with the most fair system without some massive pressure from third parties. That's just the bottom line. The history of the world suggests that. The history of the United States of America suggests that. The history of the NCAA suggests that. All of the improvements we've seen for college athletes in my lifetime or even just my 30-plus years covering college sports, none of them came out of the goodness of the NCAA's heart. They didn't just wake up, oh, I've got an idea. It's kind of expensive, but it'll be more fair to all the athletes. Like, that has never happened, ever. It's always somebody says, hey, the money keeps getting bigger and bigger, but uh, Billy Bob is getting kind of the same that his uncle got back in the 1970s with room, board, and tuition. And then eventually, they came up with cost of attendance adjustment, right? And there are thousands and thousands of athletes walking around in 2019 with thousands and thousands of new dollars in their pockets, new money. You weren't getting it 5, 10, 20, 50 years ago. New money. Why? Well, as the money grew into a multi-billion dollar industry, that's with a B, multi-billion dollar industry, at some point, it's worth revisiting, is room board tuition enough? And if other students have to talk to mom, dad, mentor, the bank, the loans, whatever, about those costs beyond room board tuition... Well, if there is, and they, they, there's this number at every school, I have one child in college and there's another on the way, why don't we give these athletes, student athletes, as the NCAA likes to say, why don't we just cover that gap? Isn't that at least more fair here in 2019? The only way we got to that point is because third parties pressured the NCAA to do the right thing. 
the only way workers' compensation became a reality was because third parties pressured those industries to do the right thing. Did car manufacturers adopt seatbelts out of the goodness of their own heart? You know, I'm just, I'm just tired of seeing all these dead bodies that fly through the front, front windshield when they get into a serious accident. And that's really expensive, by the way. And, you know, we hate to see people die. Did they just say, oh, you know, I'm tired of seeing these dead bodies. I, I can't believe we're leaving these children without their parents. We're leaving these spouses without each other. Did they have a moment of clarity, a come-to-Jesus moment, and say, I'm going to make the world a better place? Hell freaking no, they didn't. It took, it took the reality from the outside. This is not good enough. It took a country saying, this is not good enough. And I'm sorry, car companies, as it turns out, and this is why it didn't happen for so long, yes, it is expensive. It is way more expensive for you to make your cars with these things we call safety belts. Under the old way is just automatically the right way theory. Under the, well, you don't have, you don't have to drive a car, Darren. You don't have to drive a car. These kids don't have to play college sports. You can walk to, to work or school. You can ride a bike. You can take public transportation. You don't have to drive a car. You don't have to drive a car. What do you mean? Hey, whatever you get, you get, college athlete. Whatever you get, you get, car driver. How dare you ask for something more fair, right? You see where I'm going with this? You know how my logical brain works. It is amazing at this stage of my life, after practicing law for so long, and my wife says she's, I'm the most logical person she's ever met, and it's not a compliment when she says that. There should be smoke coming out of my ears when I get to some. What is, the, what is one of the worst explanations in the history of the world? One of the worst answers? Oh, we do it that way uh, um, because we've always done it that way. I mean, really? Really? We, the meatpacking industry would still be that way, Darren. The car industry would still be that way. The NCAA would still be caveman mid-20th century NCAA. Now, it's not exactly benevolent here in 2019. It is not pure fairness, and it never will be. There is no such thing, frankly, as pure fairness. But trying to come up with fairer sets of rules, it's not you enlisted in the United States Armed Forces. You get what you get. I mean, let's fix things as they're wrong along the way. Let's try to come up with fairer treatment of armed forces members, right? And yeah, at some point, somebody can ask for too much. Of course, that's true. I'm a business owner. I'm one of the rare people that has seen it from both sides of the fence. I've had people tell me they're not getting enough in the form of compensation, and I've got to make a decision about that. I've had others, had others that I knew were overcompensated. And I had to have that difficult conversation with them. When you live in both sets of shoes, you are way more fair to both sides. And in this case, the NCAA is the meatpacking industry. The NCAA is the car industry. And college athletes are people who in some cases have been exploited. Without cost of attendance adjustment, it was even more outrageous than some of the unfairness is now. Remember, if they go to something like the California model, not everybody automatically gets anything. It's free market. It's free market. That could mean that the majority of college athletes, most of them remember in sports that most people don't care about, 
a huge majority could get nothing. Who knows what the free market will bring? But wouldn't at least the Olympics, hey, you didn't have to play in the Olympics, right? You didn't have to play in the Olympics. How dare you question the rules? Well, eventually, it became in the Olympics' own best interest to say, you know what, demanding that everybody is just an amateur is probably a bad idea. It actually might benefit the athletes and us, which did turn out to be true. One of the reasons the Olympics evolved is that the Olympics got better. Darren, if you ran the Olympics and I said to you, hey, I know this whole amateurism thing we've been doing for 100 years has worked out okay, but uh, you know who's more well-known? These professional athletes. They already have names and reputations and big followings. You think if we open the door and let them in, we might become more popular because we already have built-in interest in these professional athletes all over the world from all these different countries who have much larger followings in almost all cases than all these amateurs that we keep rolling out every four years? In that case, the athlete wins more freedom. God bless America, right? The athlete wins free market style, wink, wink, and the Olympics won. Why? Well, you have more interest because more people care. Because they already know of these professional athletes, and they can't wait to see them in this country versus country world stage, right? The athlete wins because of the free market, and the Olympics won because of the free market. TV partners wanted to pay more when the ratings started to go up. Why did the ratings go up? Because we finally got rid of this no amateurs thing, and the pro athletes with their large followings helped us become even more popular as an every four-year Olympics offering. You see how this stuff works? I don't have all the answers in all seriousness, but athletes should have a right to test the free market when it comes to their name, their likeness, their image. The money has become big enough that, as in those examples, the car industry, the meatpacking industry, some things became so extreme that there needed to be a better way. And that is the current state of college athletics in 2019, at least as I see it, for better or for worse. 1-800-849-2761. Back to your free-for-all Friday phone calls next on The David Glenn Show. Megan Rapino is joining us on The David Glenn Show. Not everybody wants to sort of uh, back up Colin Kaepernick. Why are things like that important to you? I think it's all of our responsibility to try to make our country and our society and ultimately the world um, a place that is equal for everyone. This is The David Glenn Show. David Glenn Show, welcome back to Free For All Friday. Boiling down that last conversation as we come back to your calls, and we look forward to Joe Person on the NFL. Big weekend in the National Football League. Daniel Jones, former Duke QB, with the resurgent New York Giants. They get a shot at a very good defense, the Minnesota Vikings. It's Vikings at Giants in one of the 1 o'clock games. Of course, we'll have our eyes on the 2-2 two two Jaguars visiting the 2-2 two two Carolina Panthers. The Packers are at the Cowboys. That's one of your late afternoon games on Sunday. Each of those is coming off its only loss of the season. Remember, the Packers went down to the Eagles, my Eagles, last Thursday night. The Cowboys went down to the Saints on Sunday night. They're both dangerous football teams, certainly, you know, in the top 10 in the NFL at the least. 3-1 and one Packers at the 3-1 and one Cowboys, another of your tasty treats that awaits. Three undefeated teams as we come back to your calls. The Patriots at 4-0 and 0 visit 0-4 Washington. The 4-0 and 0 Chiefs are at home 
and likely as well to get to 5-0. and They host the Colts. That'll be your Sunday night football matchup. And the 3-0 49ers host the Cleveland Browns on Monday night football. San Fran is actually playing elite-level defense so far. Monday night football, we'll see if the Browns can make a run at the 49ers as college football still has double-digit undefeated teams and the NFL is down to three. 1-800-849-2761. Boiling down that last phone call, I think most people fall into one of these two categories. This is these th- You would all ask, your inclination would be to lean toward one and only one of these two questions. How dare you ask for change when it has always been this way? Or how dare you abuse your power now that this has become unfair? Think about that. Which w- everybody, I've been fascinated to see people I know really, really well fall into that category of how dare you ask for change? This is the way it's been. Nobody forced you to sign up to be this or that, college athlete, meat plant pack uh, worker, uh, car dealership, whatever. Nobody forced you to sign up for the United States Armed Forces. Whatever the rules are, you deal with them, darn it. How dare you ask for change when, it, when it's always been this way versus how dare you abuse your power this way? How dare you not care that this has become a fundamentally unfair reality? What if everybody just leaned toward the, oh, man, status quo, I guess this is just the way it is. What if my little girl were born into the United States of America at a time when women weren't allowed to vote? Hey, this is just the way it is. Don't get too uppity, kid. Hey, men vote and women are women. And that's just the way it's been in the United States of America for a long time. How dare you ask for change? I mean, seriously, right? And there are other screaming examples along those lines. That does not mean that every suggestion of change is a, right, a good idea or even makes it a better way or a more fair way. Sometimes, even if it is a more fair way, you don't want to make the rule anyway because sometimes there are just too many darn rules, right? I get all that. But the whole idea that this is the way we do it because this is the way it's always been and how, you, how dare you ask for anything more than that, as a starting point, I find that close to mental illness, seriously. And I'm seeing it in American society, and I'm seeing it in the American sports world, and it disappoints me, actually. It just saddens me that otherwise smart people start their analysis of things that way. Dale is in Graham, and next on the David Glenn Show, welcome to Free For All Friday. Good afternoon, David. I've, I've enjoyed your program Thank you, the last uh, six or seven years. I'm an Elon 1974 graduate. Oh, cool. Darren, please tell Dale what shirt I am wearing right now. You you're, might even. You are. You're wearing your Elon shirt. I, I am. It when you, you came in. You might have to shoot a little photographic evidence of that so everybody <laughs> knows I'm not joking around. I am wearing my Elon t shirt today. Yeah, they're, they're getting ready to take a flight up to New Hampshire today, so I won't see them again until. My 45th uh, college reunion, the first weekend in November. Awesome. I, we're we're going we're gonna to be uh, there that weekend with the Brad Big Tailgate Tour. Yeah. game was one of the best opening games I've seen in a long time, considering I've been a hockey fan for over 50 years. Wow. Uh, starting in Greensboro with the Generals, and then I got to see uh, the New York Rangers and the Canes when they were in Greensboro and two, before they got their arena in Raleigh. But last night, that's probably the best. Considering the changes some both teams have made, I thought it was one of the best 
opening game played opening games I've seen a long time. I'll tell you that this. game could have gone either way. It could have. There was some sloppiness. But from the spectators' entertainment point of view, it was off the charts, man. It looked like the Canes were going to run away with it, and then the Canadians looked like they were going to take it, and then the Canes came back. From the coach's perspective, you could hear in the voice of Rod Brindamore, he was disappointed in some sloppiness and some poor attention to detail and some turnovers in the neutral zone and all the rest of that stuff. But as Rod would say, better to learn the hard lessons in a victory than to learn those same hard lessons in defeat. And it is only game one of a marathon so uh, but i'm right there with you for entertainment value man darren and i were there and that building was rocking and it always helps when the home team wins which should, i don't know what will happen there i'm gonna be in durham tomorrow night to see duke and pitt that Good should one. be probably the best game of of all of them in the acc agree of, well it's a coastal game and you got two pretty good quarterbacks and Harrison Pickett, so it's going to be interesting. And two good defenses, too, in Pitt and Duke right now. That's going to be interesting. And Narduzzi, that's going to be an interesting matchup. And then uh, with Britton Brown out behind Jackson, it's going to be interesting who they plug in at running back because I saw both of them play last year, and they complimented one another very, very well. You're right. And Britton Brown, for those who don't know, is out for the season for the Duke Blue Devils. He's been a quality running back for them. Deion Jackson is a big-time runner, receiver, kind of in the Christian McCaffrey-type mold. 3-1 and one Duke is hosting 3-2 and two Pitt tomorrow night on the ACC Network. Among Duke's remaining games, seriously, the Blue Devils at 3-1 and one will be a significant underdog only one time. That's when they play Notre Dame. And no, I would not pick the Blue Devils to beat Notre Dame. Anything can happen, but I would expect the Irish to beat the Blue Devils, just like I told you the Irish would take care of UVA. Every other game, Duke is either going to be favored or it's going to be closer to a coin flip. I think they're better than Pitt. They're just more well-balanced. Pitt's offense can be an eyesore at times. The Devils are good on defense, as the Panthers are, but the Devils with Quentin Harris are good enough on offense as they've shown in these three straight wins. 1-800-849-2761. Let me catch up on a break. Steve wants in on the other side. You can join us with your question, comment, complaint, or pontification. The NCAA's amateur mo- amateurism model is under fire. It's kind of a back burner issue, but it certainly raises a lot of questions from college sports fans who either are unclear about the direction that this is taking, or maybe they're just against it entirely. You can chime in with your question or comment at 1-800-849-2761. Major League Baseball offers a postseason quadruple header. I agree with those who believe either the Astros or the Dodgers are going to win the World Series this year. In fact, I have a hard time betting against the Houston Astros making it two of the last three. The Clemson Tigers have won two of the last three college football championships. Houston went from never winning at all to having a bunch of horrible teams to breaking through finally a couple years ago. And I think it's one of the better constructed teams. Darren, you see a lot of bad bullpens out there. The Braves bullpen let another one get away last night against the Cardinals. I think the Dodgers, as an otherwise brilliant team, have enough question marks, including their closer, Kenley Jansen, that I can see them overcoming a shaky bullpen, but that's the the road less traveled, man, in modern-day Major League Baseball. Most of the time in more recent baseball history, the team 
where you can go lefty, righty, you know, use five different guys to get you through the last four innings or whatever, most of the time, those teams have been winning, if they're good enough elsewhere. When I look at the Astros, I see great starting pitching. Justin Verlander among them, right? I see a great starting eight. I see a pretty darn good bullpen to go with it, at least when it is healthy. My pick is the Astros, but baseball being a less predictable sport compared to some others, I'm excited to watch all eight of these. Your Braves have to even the series at 1-1 to today. It's Cardinals at Atlanta, so you don't want to go down at home 0-2 in a five-game series. Rays at Astros, Twins at Yankees, those series are just starting today. The Dodgers are up one nothing on the Nationals, yet another team that has a lot of really good parts but a lot of questions in the bullpen. Dodgers have a chance tonight to go up 2-0 on Washington. The Braves desperately need to even their series 1-1 against St. Louis late this afternoon. Joe Person is our only guest today. He writes for TheAthletic.com and The Athletic Carolina, as do I. Joe Person live in about 20 minutes on all things NFL, including Minshew Mania and the Jacksonville Jaguars' visit to Charlotte to take on the 2-2 Panthers. If Carolina wins... And Tampa beats New Orleans this weekend, which could happen. Still no Drew Brees. You'd have three teams at three and two in the NFC South. Isn't that a different conversation than what we heard around here when the Panthers stumbled out of the gate to that 0-2 start? 1-800-849-2761. More on the best football matchups of the weekend to come. More of your questions and comments as well on the week that was. 1-800-849-2761 is how you can join us on the David Glenn Show. Coach Lou Holtz is joining us. What can you tell us about those four seasons in Raleigh? Everybody from North Carolina calling us Boo You and Agriculture You. And I remember walking in the press conference saying, I want everybody in the state to understand agriculture is better than no culture. Stay with us on the David Glenn Show. to the David Glenn Show. It is free for all Friday. We have lines open for the first time in a long time. So you can be next with your question, comment. It can be on football or the baseball playoffs or the return of basketball, NBA or college hoops. Off the top of my head, since I've been filing, it feels weird to say this because the season's still a month away. But the way magazines work, you got to send all your articles in way ahead of time. Even in the modern technological world, that's how it works with your print magazines. So I created the ACC Sports Journal and accsports.com 25 years ago. And the magazine came out more frequently then, and lots of things have changed, obviously. But we still have these glossy annual editions. Football sold like hotcakes. Basketball will be out soon. But to get out in the weeks leading up to the season starting, ACC, for example, early November, you got to get all your writers to contribute early. Now, thank goodness I am no longer the editor who puts such things to bed and sends them to the printer. I am just a contributor at this stage now that this sports radio stuff and big tailgate tour stuff and other responsibilities take up more of my time. But I am a contributor and a writer. My preseason top five in the ACC, Duke, Louisville, UNC, UVA, and my dark horse, Notre Dame. Nationally, if you're a Michigan State fan, a Kentucky fan, a Maryland fan, a Gonzaga fan, a Villanova fan, or one you don't hear as often lately, a Memphis fan, this could be a very fun college hoop season for you. NBA preseason action is underway, even as the return of hockey 
the baseball playoffs and week six in college football and week five in the NFL are gobbling up most of the headlines. You can jump in with your question or comment or steer us in a different direction entirely. 1-800-849-2761. The only requirements is that it has to do with something involving the sports world or this statewide syndicated sports radio show or any combination of those things. You can't take us too far off the beaten path. My political show is heard weekly on Saturday. No, I'm just kidding must involve either the show or the sports world in some capacity. Otherwise, things get even crazier than usual here at the David Glenn Show studios. Stephen Apex, I think, has hockey on his mind. When I see the word Canes, I guess it could mean college football uh, with the Miami Hurricanes. I once lived in South Florida, Steve, so when I hear Canes, it could mean one of two things. Welcome to the... Welcome to the David Glenn Show, or welcome to Free For All Friday, or welcome to call back at 1-800-849-2761. That is your ticket into the program. In college football this weekend, three games I'm watching nationally, two games I'm watching closer to home. Week six. Oddly enough, only two of the seven FBS teams in our state are even playing this weekend. Remember, ECU played last night. They put up a good fight on blackout night. I caught some of that on TV even while attending the Hurricanes game. ECU loses to Temple 27-17. The Pirates face an uphill battle for a bowl game in year one under Mike Houston. But they were an underdog by double digits to Temple. Put up a good fight in front of a good crowd. They fall by 10 to the Owls in AAC play. Tough sledding ahead in conference play as the Pirates at least just try to take steps in the right direction in year one under their successful everywhere he's been head coach Mike Houston. Otherwise, Wake is off this weekend. App State is off this weekend. NC State is off this weekend. In some of these cases, they have midweek games next week. And even the TV gurus give you an open weekend often leading into a Wednesday or Thursday night matchup. So the Wolfpack hosts Syracuse next Thursday night, so they're off this weekend. The Charlotte 49ers are off this weekend. So the Pirates have already played. Four others are, are off this weekend. That leaves Duke and Carolina for our state's FBS teams. Now, our FCS teams and others, of course, are playing. But it really is slim pickings. Only four games involving ACC teams. It's a 14-team league. There's only four games involving Atlantic Coast Conference football teams this weekend. They're all against one another, so eight teams are in action. Duke hosting Pitt, UNC against Georgia Tech in Atlanta. Nationally, here's what I'll be watching. Jim Harbaugh was hired to put the Wolverines back on the map. And if you know Harbaugh's track record, I believe you would have been justified. And I remember taking calls on this topic here on our show in North Carolina because Michigan is a nationally known program and a nationally powerful brand. And I think there are plenty of Michigan and Ohio State and other Big Ten fans among us here in the great state of North Carolina. And I was asked what I thought about the hiring of Jim Harbaugh. And I was thinking to myself, well... What do I usually look for? He has had success as a head coach everywhere he's been. There is no better barometer of your chances of being good at something than whether you've been good at it in the past. And whether you judge Jim Harbaugh by the NFL barometer, he was really good with the San Francisco 49ers, multiple consecutive trips to the playoffs, 
or you judge them by the college football. And yes, it's a different job, right? You're dealing with scholarships. You're kind of your own general manager. Recruiting is a huge part of your job description. NFL, your GM does the signing and the pursuing, et cetera, and the collecting of the groceries, if you will, before the coach is asked to make the meal. Whether you looked at the college football resume where he was successful at San Diego in the FCS ranks and then took Stanford, a hard place to win in football consistently, to several really good seasons, it was nothing but A pluses, A minuses, B pluses, and good old-fashioned solid A's. That's Jim Harbaugh's background. Now, it's easy to forget because he's been on the wrong end of the Buckeyes-Wolverines rivalry. It's easy to forget because he's gotten embarrassed in some of these nationally televised games, including Wisconsin earlier this year in a Big Ten game. It's only Iowa in air quotes this weekend, but it's 4-0 Iowa under their famous coach, Kirk Ferentz, who has done more with less at a program with less prestige. Michigan, of course, views itself as a national championship contender in football. Now, for most of your lives, they've won only one. But back in the day, they won a lot, kind of like Notre Dame or, or like an NC State in basketball. The glory days, yeah, the Wolfpack's a multi-time national champion in college basketball, 1974 and 1983. I mean, that's great. You're on a relatively short list of multi-time winners, but they both have a little yellow on the pages of history. Same with Michigan football. But what do fan bases do? They, they leave the bar in that high place. You can't lose to Ohio State head-to-head perpetually. You can't get embarrassed by other Big Ten programs like the Badgers without putting some sledgehammers down to counterbalance such things. Iowa is number 14 in the polls. Iowa is 4-0 and and in the ranks of the undefeated. Neither of these teams is up there with Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Georgia, LSU, even Auburn and Clemson. But it's exactly the kind of win at the big house in front of some frustrated home fans that would do Jim Harbaugh a big favor in the court of public opinion as Ohio State versus Michigan State and Auburn at Florida draw even bigger headlines in this weekend's college football menu. 1-800-849-2761. Joe Person on all things NFL and Jaguars versus Panthers and more of your calls next on the David Glenn Show. I don't want those damn dookies rooting for us. They've hated all year long. Let them go right on hating. If the situation were reversed, I would hope they would lose by a hundred. You're in fantasy land if you ever think NC State's going to make it back to the national championship game. So just forget that right now. Go to hell, Carolina. Go to hell. Keeping the peace in NC on the David Glenn Show. When the Jaguars visit the Panthers on Sunday, Kyle Allen can do something no NFL quarterback has done since Kurt Warner in 1999, and Minshew Mania has something at stake as well. Joe Person on the NFL Weekend and the Panthers next. The great difference between sport and capital E Entertainment and capital S Sport is that we don't know the outcome. And that feeling of uncertainty, positively or negatively, is unique. We are quoting Bob Ryan the way I would quote, you know, Aristotle or Confucius. You're listening to The David Glenn Show.